Dear Masquerade, Catherine eating a strawberry in a masquerade mask is a mood. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear Masquerade, what a great time. Things are really moving, and I'm so excited. I love the heist feel of this episode and the twists and the turns. I'm here for it. Sincerely, Nikki. Welcome back to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of The Vampire Diaries, Season 2, Episode 7, Masquerade. I'm your host, Nikki. And I'm your other host, Bridget. And we won't be delving into future episodes today, but we will be discussing this episode, Masquerade, in detail. You've been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. Oh my goodness, Nikki, this episode needs no introduction, but it's the one where Stefan and Damon decide on a new plan to deal with Catherine at the masquerade ball. Things take an ugly turn when Matt and Tyler start doing shots. Shots, 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 shots. You would think by now that people would know that drinking at the Lockwood house is a bad idea. Oh my goodness, Nikki. I just want to skip right to something that I have prepared for you for the previously on. Okay. I'm going to need you to pick a number between one and two. Two. Okay. Open up your email and open up bingo card number two. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Okay. So that means I got. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Audience, Bridget has prepared for us um, a bingo card. <laughs> I'll read mine since I'm number one. Here are here are the spaces on my bingo okay. card. Okay. Okay. Damon's the only one doing work. Caroline organizes an event. Someone is obviously lying. Tyler's a dick. <laughs> Someone withholds information. Matt mentions Vicky. There's a scene at Mystic Falls High School. (laughs) Anytime Caroline's better as a vampire. (laughs) Someone makes a pop cultural reference. Someone mentions a family heirloom. A black side character is killed. They talk about homework or grades. (laughs) Something in the episode summary is stunning. (laughs) Elena doesn't want Jeremy involved. <laughs> Someone drinks bourbon, neat. Bonnie is kissed. Someone is turned or a werewolf curse is triggered. Caroline is kissed. Stefan reveals he had a vibrant, non-cave-like past. Tyler and Jeremy have chemistry, winky face. People dance in an event. Damon flirts with Elena. Stefan gives Elena a forehead kiss. Someone mentions Lexi, and Matt stands up for himself. So those are the moments where I will be getting <laughs> a point. Is this to be doing? Or I guess like a bingo chip. Is this to be doing alongside our recording? Yep. Okay. Oh my God, I gotta ship some things on my computer screen. <laughs> this is for us to continue as we do these until one of us gets bingo. <laughs> okay. Is it just for the previously on? No, no, it's for the whole episode. But I will say that if we don't notice until the episode is over, we don't get the chip, even if it happened. Okay. So you gotta be paying attention, because bingo requires some skill of attention and focus. Fair, fair. <laughs> okay, so I have someone mistakes Catherine for Elena or vice versa. Someone is compelled. Damon sasses Stefan. Catherine throws shade at Elena. 
someone sings or plays an instrument, underage drinking, Karen Lockwood throws an event, something <laughs> in the summary is shocking, the council is clueless, someone drags a witch into vampire business, Damon does the eyebrow thing, someone is revealed to be related to someone else, Jenna has a quippy one-liner, <laughs> vamp blood is used to heal someone, Bonnie's magic saves the day, Bonnie references a family member we've never uh, we've never met. Mm -hmm. Someone's attacked while doing a mundane task. Someone journals, reads a journal, or mentions a journal. <laughs> they're in class. Okay, they're in class is never gonna fucking happen. <laughs> Vervain actually works as a strategy or protection. Tyler's on screen and we unanimously don't care. Alaric's a competent badass. Someone marvels at how Elena and Catherine look alike. The show fails at tackling societal and sensitive issues. Food at the Mystic Grill is served. I will say, <laughs> there's quite a few of these that happened in this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we should be able to uh, catch these as we uh, go along. I'm very This excited. is brilliant. Very fun. I was just so tired of doing previously ons. I was like, let me spend an hour and a half looking for a bingo template. <laughs> we'll have to, we don't ever post on our social media but we'll have to post these to twitter we'll have to post these yes 100 <laughs> percent. let's get into the episode i think hell yes i want to start i want to start checking off bingo cards yes right <laughs> <laughs> okay so we start off at the Salvatore house where um, Caroline is being handed uh, a drink by Damon. A drink of, it's a blood and bourbon. I don't know. I, th I, th I don't think yeah. it's a bourbon neat, but, you know, Caroline mixes a little bit of her B positive in there. Um, <laughs> and she's like, like still shaken up. And we're like, what happened? And she says she stopped by the grill uh, to gawk and quasi stock Matt. And of course, to check out the Mystic Girl's famous cheese fries. I already love the like structure of this episode. This like tonal change where it's very like heist feeling, very like, let's flash back to see what was happening. And there's like the voiceover where she's like, I was gonna stalk Matt. <laughs> and then like And then David's like, skip the teen drama. But so she goes into the bathroom. She's like, I had to pretend to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And then in the bathroom, uh Someone mistakes Ale Catherine for Elena, or at least she pretends to. Yeah, she pretends to. I think you can you can go ahead and get your point for that. Okay. So uh, Caroline's like, oh, Elena. And then she tries to like escape. And Catherine's like, you're yeah. good. What gave me away? Was it the clothes or my hair? And I just love her confidence that she's not assuming yeah. that her acting abilities gave her away. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> and she's like, I knew Elena was at home. And we flash back to the Salvatore house where Caroline's like, she wants the moonstone. And David's like, tell him the best part. And Caroline's like, tonight at the masquerade ball. Mm. Yeah. And like the criminal minds investigators that they are, they draw up a psychological profile for Catherine, like why she's doing this next move. Stefan's like, she wants to do it in public. She's scared. And David's like, killing Mason threw her off her rhythm. And they think she's out of her tricks. It's so good. I, I, I'm so hyped for this. This whole episode flies by. I yeah, love it, it seriously so does. It's very, very good. <laughs> so we go to the Gilbert home where Elena and Jeremy are bringing Jenna home. 
and they're, you know, being nice to her, and they're kind of brushing off the whole walking into a knife thing, and... Yeah, and Matt's like, oh, I've done it, like, 20 times at the grill. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's... (laughs) It's fine. He's Um, like, no, I'm kidding. That's no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Elena pulls Jeremy aside, and Jeremy's like, what are we gonna do? And Elena's like, nothing. We're doing nothing. She won, like... I'm doing what she asked. We're staying out of it. And Jeremy, as we've seen him kind of grow up over these past few episodes, as he's gotten more involved and like it's become more personal to him, he just says, you're being naive and you know it. Like, this yes. is like, Catherine's not just going to stop because you're, quote unquote, doing what she says. Agreed. Would this be fair for me to put down Elena doesn't want Jeremy involved? Yes. Yes. I think it definitely would. Oh, we're neck and neck. <laughs> This is so exciting. So we go to the uh, bed and breakfast where Catherine is having Mrs. Flowers bring, like she's having an old woman schlep her shopping bags all the way up to her room. Yeah. It's amazing. Mrs. Flowers, which I love the yes. name of, and I want to steal Mrs. for Flowers. something. Yes. And Catherine takes out the sexiest dress out of this shopping bag and she admires it. And then her spidey senses kind of tingle and there's a woman that appears in the background and Catherine like throws her up against the wall. And Mm -hmm. she's like, Jesus, cat. She calls her cat. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. (laughs) I will continue to not like it. I like it more than when Mason said it, but Mm. I don't like it. Yeah, it's not a good not a good nickname for her. She's not a cat. She's Catherine. Yeah. I don't like She's it. also not a cat. Oh, Kathy. God, even worse. Kathy, Katie. Ugh. Can you imagine Ugh. Catherine was like, Katie? Ugh. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> she will always and will forever be Catherine. Mm-hmm. But we find out that this mystery person is a witch. Yeah, because uh, Catherine's like, don't sneak up on a vampire. And Lucy's like, don't attack a witch. <laughs> yes. And then they're like, good to see you, girl. Yes. And uh, Catherine mentions the masquerade ball. She's like, you want to be my date? Mm-hmm. Which I think mm-hmm. it's going to happen in a minute. But can I do this as someone drags a witch into vampire business? 100%. Which is a, a theme of this episode. <laughs> indeed. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. The next scene is one of my favorites. Go for it. <laughs> where we go back to the Salvador house and the whole gang is here. Yeah, and like I Bonnie love... arrives and it's like base camp. Yeah, it's like Alaric, who is um, being a competent badass, uh, which I will be taking, thank you, um, is like, <laughs> has a table full of like all these vampire hunting weapons and he's like giving tutorials and they're all like standing around planning and plotting. <laughs> and uh, uh, I love that Bonnie's like, what's going on here? And Jeremy yeah. walks by and he's like, we're going to kill Catherine. And she looks and at Stefan. Like, Let me explain. He's like, I can explain. And she's like, please. And he's like, we're going to kill Catherine. <laughs> Some great uh, dry humor from Paul Wesley. Fantastic. It's so good. And also yes. lovely. And Rick is like demonstrating how to use all of his weapons. He's like, this one works with air compression. And like, you're going to want this one because it goes nicely up a sleeve. And Damon looks at him almost like offended. And he's like, you wanted me to show you how to kill vampires. So I'm showing you how to kill vampires. Also, I'm like a hundred percent sure that Damon has killed more vampires than Alar. Definitely. <laughs> but Rick is a DIY badass. Right. He also, 
Damon needs to learn how to kill a vampire who is stronger than him. Mm. And Rick is used to fighting vampires as a human. Yeah. So I feel like there are uh, alternative strategies that they pick up from Rick that they will use in their fight with Catherine later. Definitely. So back at the Airbnb, Airbnb, back at the bed and breakfast, um, Catherine is straightening her hair and Lucy's like, what's up with that? <laughs> like, why are you straightening your hair? And what does Catherine say, Nikki? Catherine throws some shade at Elena. <laughs> Indeed. She says, I'm impersonating my dullest dishwater uh, doppelganger, Elena. I love the Looking alliteration so in that. so rude. Dullest dishwater doppelganger. Amazing. So true. I love it. I love it. And she's like, she has the worst taste. <laughs> it does feel a little meta about how, like, in season one, we were like, oh, Elena's supposed to be projectable. And, like, yes. now Catherine's like, she's very dull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just incredible. I love, I kind of love when this show grills Elena. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> it's, I it's do, too. fun. <laughs> but I also love that in this moment, Lucy throws a little bit of shade back at Catherine because she's like, she has terrible taste. And Lucy's like, except in men. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And Catherine, like, drops her smile a bit and is like, mm, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. And Lucy <laughs> says, isn't it a little bit of a risk to be pretend pretending to be Elena in front of everyone? Like, the whole town is going to be there. And Catherine says, I've gotten quite good at it, actually. And it's for the Feed the Something mm-hmm. charity. It's for a good cause, Lucy. <laughs> Just, like, love yes. them together. Uh, and, and I love that she like she like vetoes Lucy's dress. She's just like, mm. like it's it's great. I just yeah. love this dynamic. <laughs> Catherine is like the Regina George of vampires. <laughs> it also though, you know, like we've seen before, where Catherine has people and allies that she works with, but they don't know what she's doing either. Right. Like Lucy asks, like, what do you want the Moonstone for? Yeah. Like you're gonna try to break the curse, like. And Catherine's kind of like, we're not at that point yet. Like, just I just need you first. to go with me. Yeah. Let's get the Moonstone. I don't think they're going to give it to me without a fight. Yeah. And she's like, what I really need you for is backup. So then over back at base camp at the Salvatore house, um, Bonnie and Stefan are uh, chatting. And Bonnie is like, this is too risky. I think someone could get hurt. And Stefan says, actually, people are already getting hurt. You know, Jenna what she did to Jenna that crossed a line he says we can we can save people if we just isolate her away from the others and Bonnie offers to do the tomb spell to trap her and she gets on board with this plan because Stefan argued his case so over at the Gilbert house uh Elena is chilling with Matt and Jenna and he's like hey she's like hey do you want to stay I just like love their friendship now that he's not weird and wistful about her right except that he and he does a good job of being like a good friend in this moment because they have like a little yes. bit of a hesitation because like he's freshly single of like and the show definitely does it on purpose where she's like I don't yeah. know if Stefan and I are gonna get back together and he's just like you and Stefan will work out. Um, yeah. But the weird thing about this moment is Matt being like he's like gonna go to the masquerade ball, ball and he's like there's something I gotta do. Elena by now should recognize when somebody is talking like they're confelled. Because Matt is, like, she could have asked any question at all. Like, okay, what do you have to do that's so important? Like, what are you doing? He's like, I can't talk about. Like, you know, there. I know. It's like when in season one, when Stefan spotted that Caroline was compelled and she was wearing that scarf and and she's like, I can't take it off. And he's like, why? Are you okay? And she's like, "Uh, all I know is that I can't take it off. Like... 
She could do. She could be a little bit of a better investigator right here. Just saying. Yeah, she's slacking a little bit. But I will be taking this to someone as compelled. <laughs> yeah, but instead she's just like, well, you in a suit. You you look good in a suit. And uh, he hugs her and he says, you know, I'm always here for you. Like I just love that he's. Uh, I just love their friendship like this. I do too, and I much appreciate it. I do kind of wish we got a little bit of Matt talking to Elena about Caroline, you know, because we Mm. see a little bit of this kind of like wistfulness between the two of them of like, they do still care about each other, but they don't really have a moment together. Um, And I wish that he, because like, and there was that one moment where he like was being weird about it. But like, I want like a genuine conversation, like where Elena is like kind of opening up about Stefan and he can be like, you know, I don't really know what's going on with Caroline kind of thing yeah totally especially because it kind of almost seems like he goes to this party with amy bradley right and they're also in kind of like parallel situations of like i'm dating a vampire even though matt doesn't know it but like i'm dating a vampire and it's better for me to not be dating a vampire (laughs) (laughs) so we go back to the salvatore house um where david just wants to make sure we're all good here like we're all I, I don't blame him because people have fucked him over in the past when it comes to a plan. Um, just needs, he just needs to know. We're all good, right? We're all on board. This is what we're doing, right? Everyone look at me in the eye. Yeah. He's good at delegating tasks in this. I can't get that Damon's yeah. the only one doing work right, bingo right. because he's not the only one doing work. In fact, Alaric says, I'll make sure Elena doesn't leave my sight. Cool. So it sounds like you have one job, Rick. We'll follow back on that in a minute. (laughs) One job, Rick. But also why it's probably a good thing that she did end up showing up there. Indeed, indeed. But you know, he has a cell phone. He could have called. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I also like that when he looks at Caroline, Caroline's like, oh yeah. She's like, she killed me. Fair spare. Like... And then when he looks at Bonnie, she says, so long as no one gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So we have our we have our boundaries, Bennett. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> and oh my goodness, Nikki, we go to the fourth big event of season two. Karen Lockwood throws an event. Masquerade. Paper faces a parade. Masquerade. And people are a-twirling flames in the air, throwing batons, batons that are on fire. Lots of flamethrowing at this party. Well, not with flamethrowers, but, you know, people <laughs> literally throwing flames. We already had a flamethrower. And we all know. Be careful. If anything happens on the property, the family is liable. Yeah, remember that statement also. People are in masks. We won't know which of these flamethrowers threw flames on our property. <laughs> I do have to say, as fun as Carol, Karen, is to make fun of, I do like this heart-to-heart that her and Tyler have. Um, specifically, you know, they. it's always hard when people have complicated relationships that don't get resolved before somebody passes. That can be hard, especially... Like Tyler and his dad, where his dad was abusive and an asshole, and I'm mm-hmm. sure he has complicated relationship or complicated feelings about it. Um, yeah, and you know he's trying to fill some of that void with Mason, especially since he's realized this shared thing that they have together. Because um, he brings up Mason again, and Carol is like, "I don't think he's coming back. He's just kind of been like that." 
not true. I mean, true, he's not coming back, but you know, convenient <laughs> character trait of his. Um, but I love that Carol says that it's natural to feel abandoned. I just don't want you to feel alone. It's nice for a parent in the show to actually be like recognizing and caring about what their child is feeling. <laughs> Holy shit, Nikki, is Karen Lockwood doing the best parenting so far in this season? She might be! Holy fucking shit! This is where we've come to, folks. This is where we have fallen. Maybe maybe Dick was really, like, toxic for her and her well-being. You think? I mean, the fact that, like, see, this is the thing and why, so I, I wrote, like, a ton of, I think I wrote the most notes on this scene, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I was writing about how, like, the fact that this scene is, like, him complimenting his mom, like, you look nice, mom. And that she's like, you know, I'll admit your father who abused you was a jerk sometimes and that that's progress for them. I was like, that really says a lot about this family because, like, she kind of bears the responsibility of, like, not getting her son out of an abusive situation. I I will be taking that the show fails at tackling societal and sensitive issues um, because, like, it could have been an interesting, not redemption, but it could have been an interesting explanation of her character if we learned more about who she was separate from her husband. Because season one, they're very much both, like, the snobby asshole people Um, And he was more of an aggressor, but it would have been interesting to see who she was before her husband and like how much of his abuse also fell onto her and like became who she was. Um, Not again, not that it's an excuse, but it's a dynamic that a lot of people find themselves in. And like we said before with Elena and Jeremy about losing their parent, there's a lot of things that viewers could have taken from this and if they hadn't like you know Mm -hmm. especially as violence gets repeated like we've seen a lot of shitty shit from tyler and it's weird that they're almost setting him up now to have more of an arc in season two that like they're not taking that opportunity because it it would make him a lot more not, not like not to forgive him for that, but, like, it would make him more understandable. Right, and there's also something to be said about, like, we have to hope and want people to be able to grow and get better. Yes. It can't be that you've done a terrible thing and you can never be rehabilitated or, like, right. change. It also can't um, be that, like, you had a shitty past and therefore you're like this now. Right. So it, it's a missed opportunity to have done something deeper with this family you you take that bingo point you take it all the I way will. to the bank yes <laughs> we'll be taking that bingo point <laughs> but you know it, it is funny that like karen is still i'm still gonna call her karen i'm sorry she hasn't earned carol for me um karen is still uh you know carrying on this party in honor of her husband kind of because she's like he loved the masquerade right. she's like i don't know what it has to do with feeding the homeless but and i wrote in my notes lighting the lockwood mansion on fire would actually probably help the homeless i don't know (laughs) anyway outside the lockwood mansion where we've got this badass party going on um lucy and Catherine strut up to this house together and it's amazing it's so cool and she's so iconic like bows them into the lockwood house it's just so fucking like the aesthetics here are gorge i love it Catherine walks up to matt 
And Catherine grabs yeah. the strawberry. Nikki, what I wouldn't give to be that strawberry. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, I don't think you've ever witnessed me being as much of a horn dog as with, like, <laughs> us Season two? <laughs> Season two, yeah. <laughs> I'm my best friend in six just kicked in where I was like, okay, but you need Vervain. Like I need you to have some agency in this relationship or this fling, whatever it is. I appreciate that you're looking out for me because <laughs> I don't want to be compelled yeah. like she does to Matt in a second where she sees him and she's, he's like Elena. So you get, I guess you've already gotten yeah, the. Somebody gets compelled. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, yep. So she, she runs into Matt and he's like, Elena? And then, like, she immediately drops. Is like, okay, but, like, what's our plan? What are we doing? She's also like, you look hot in a suit. And I'm like, you yeah. and Elena do. Again, Catherine <laughs> crushing on. on. Yeah. I do wonder if there's something about being a doppelganger that makes you have the same taste in men. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do sure. you think that uh, Elena found Mason attractive? <laughs> I found Mason attractive. Anyway, wouldn't find maybe Mason I'm attractive. a doppelganger based on my taste in men. I never mentioned this, but did you know that the actor that played Mason and Lady Gaga dated for like a long time? Oh, hell yes, I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, Matt's plan, get Tyler drunk, keep pushing him until they fight. Don't back down until he dies. Sounds familiar. Sounds mm. familiar. So outside at the party, Damon like dances up to Stefan and he's like, hey, good buddy. So you sure you sure you're down for this? And uh, and Stefan's like, yeah, are you sure you're down for this? Because you spent 145 years loving her. You could hesitate. And Damon's like, I'm not going to hesitate. Like they're both kind yeah. of the whole time. They're like, you good? You good? You good? You good? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Stefan brings up a good point. He's like, you loved her for 145 years. You sure you won't hesitate? And Damon, like, when he turns around, has a little bit of a look of, like, oh, I, I, I got this. I got this. <laughs> yeah, right, right? Like, he spends so much time, like, questioning Stefan that he hasn't checked his own motives in killing Catherine. Do you think we could count this as Damon sasses Stefan? It's not quite not yet. sassing. I not think. quite. Okay. I think Stefan is more sassing Damon here. Right, 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 right. You are way ahead of me. I only have one. God oh, damn it. Oh, I've already seen my way to bingo this episode. <laughs> no! No! Yeah. What are you gonna... We didn't even decide what the prize was. <laughs> Maybe I give you back all of the jukebox money that you gave me. <laughs> and if I win, you have to... We just send them, like... You have to give me a full $2.25. Yeah, the $2.25 just goes back and forth between the two of us, depending on the game. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, inside the Lockwood study, uh, Melancholy Hill is playing. I love this song mm. so much. So the girls, Amy and... The other one. The, the, the duo of beautiful beards, as I call them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're... And Tyler and Matt are taking shots. Yeah. And then the beards say they want shots. And Tyler's, like, kind of happy. He's, like, a little nervous, but he's, like, kind of happy that Matt's being the one to, like, be a bad influence and, you know, <laughs> teenagery things. Yeah. I still don't understand yeah. why they hang out with these girls. They're really not friends. It's because they're beards, Nikki. And again, I feel the writers, especially after this episode, should have made me give more of a shit about these two girls. So Jeremy and Bonnie are uh, scoping out the party. Sure and are. And they walk upstairs. What and an interesting they pair find together. A secluded room. Yeah. 
And uh, she's like, all right, I'm taking out my grimoire. And he's like, oh, is that the spell book that I read about in my family's old journal? Tag it. You, you did it. God damn it. I'm so far behind. Let me just look at my... <laughs> oh, oh, I have, I think I have, oh, I have a couple in this. God damn it. I think you gotta be paying attention, win. Bridget. <laughs> but I love this scene okay. because it's such a good, they're good foils for each other. And there's definitely like a budding something in this episode because like they're put together, they're paired. They have a couple moments of like looking each other up and down. And like, there's a moment of like, there's a couple moments of Bonnie being like, right, yeah. you're not like a child. You're like a teenager who's like a year younger than me kind of thing. Um, but I love this moment specifically at talking about like being involved. Yeah. Because Jeremy has been so eager to be involved mm. and Bonnie has been so anti being involved that yeah. it's really interesting to hear them talking to each other because Jeremy's like, this is so cool. And right. Bonnie's like, I really wish I wasn't having to do any of this. Yeah. And he's like, well, why are you? And she's like, because I don't want anyone to get hurt. And it's like this realization for jeremy of like this isn't just like a not fun and games because i think he's realized that a while ago that it's not fun and games anymore yeah but there's kind of an excitement for him of like yeah of course you should be involved like of course we should be going after Catherine. like yeah. i'm not afraid this and that well and bonnie and he says what you and i were thinking in season one which is like but you're a witch that's so cool right and she's like no <laughs> like it's i'm always getting dragged into this because of that well actually what she says is did your family journals tell you what happened to Emily? Yeah, or my grams. Did your family journals tell you what happened to my grams? It never ends well for people like me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, that's that's kind of coded, I think, because all the witches we've seen so far have been black. And as we know, the role of black folks, usually, like, peripheral black characters, um, which I don't have that bingo point yet, but I will get it, I'm sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> someday. Um, but no, but we put that in there because it's obviously a trope that, like, in horror genres, often, if there's a black peripheral character, they're going to be killed. Right. Um, and Bonnie's implying something about that with Emily, but we don't know exactly what it is. Right. Yeah, and I think that there's a, it's especially interesting considering their family lines of Bonnie's people being these black women who are used by historically these white powerful men exactly and that is also uh to go back to tvtropes.org where we got our definition of the deviant bisexual uh the magical negro uh, in order to show the world that minority characters are not bad people, one will step forward to help a normal person with their pure heart and their folksy wisdom. They're usually black and poor and may come from another oppressed minority. Uh, they step in uh, to the life of a much more privileged and almost always white central character in some way to enrich that central character's life. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, where's Bonnie's support system? Because Jeremy is supported right. by Elena, but Bonnie is not supported by Elena. So it makes sense for Jeremy. He can afford to be involved. Right. But Bonnie kind of, it's like, who's looking out for her? This is something that I even noticed watching it as a teenager when a new character would get introduced. And if they were black, it was like, oh, they're probably a witch because of how 
much the show does that. And in a weird way, it's kind of like, and this is just occurring to me, so let me know if this doesn't make any sense. But it's almost like saying, like, they're a different people from us. And that's like kind of an ancient eugenics kind of conversation of like, oh, they're like, you know, like biologically different from white folks. And there was this like delineation drawn and like fake science, essentially, you know. The Tuskegee experiments and all that shit. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. So it, it, it is, there is some, I think, subconscious stuff here. And you've already taken the bingo point for they don't handle societal conversations well. Let's double check that one. Thanks. So. Yeah, yeah. You can put another little chip on that. <laughs> I'm sure that we will return to this conversation in the future. All right. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Um, but so we go back to the Gilbert house mm-hmm. where uh, Elena is helping Jenna. And Jenna's like, I feel like an invalid. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you are an invalid. <laughs> yeah. And Elena's like putting pizza slices on plates. And she's like, where's Jeremy? Is he hungry? Yeah. And we find out Jeremy is at the masquerade ball. And Elena's like, excuse me? Um, and she goes over to talk to Rick. And she's like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I think you have a card that's like somebody fails to lie to another character. Oh, oh, somebody's obviously lying. I'm going to take yeah. that one. Um, because he <laughs> even like snags his phone when it buzzes and she's like, no. And she finds out Stefan's there. She's like, no, Stefan only goes to these things because I wanted to go. And... Because oh. everything revolves around yeah. me. No, just kidding. And Rick does say, like, Stefan wanted me to look after you because of Catherine. And he does say to her, like, let this one go. Like, Elena, let this one go. And, you know, yeah. Elena's physically incapable of doing that, but it's a good idea. Because vampire investigator mode has kicked right. in, obviously. It took her a minute. She needed some pizza, but now she's fully on board. <laughs> When we go back to the ball, this is one of the, it's a small scene, but I fucking love it. When Jeremy and Bonnie are walking through uh, the ball and Bonnie's just like, she senses out Lucy and she goes up to her and like touches her and she's like, have we met? Or like, do I know you? And like, oh, it's so cool. I love it. I love seeing it. That's like not a vampire thing. It's like also witches like can recognize other witches like blood calls to blood kind of thing yeah that was awesome i wrote it reminded me of that moment where inigo montoya is like father guide my sword and (laughs) yes and she's just like walks through the room like she's being guided (laughs) can hear the music playing exactly (laughs) and speaking of music oh my gosh I love this song. It's it's a cover of uh, Head Over Heels, uh, which was originally done by Tears for Fears, um, and it's by Digital Daggers, and it's so fucking good. And as it starts to play, we see Stefan making his way through the crowd outside. There's an extra who is using his hand to light one of his flaming batons. You gotta go back and watch it. It's crazy. <laughs> I will. I'll have to watch it. He uses his bare hand, and he's like, flame, flame? And I'm like, ah! On extra watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stefan spots Catherine. And then she's suddenly next to him and she's like, dance with me. And he's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, fine. Then who should I kill, huh? And she's like, ooh, she looks delicious. As she pops another strawberry into her mouth and I melt. I'm like, me, you can eat me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> and Stefan reluctantly like holds out an arm like, fine, let's go dance. Hey, 
people are dancing at an event, so I get one. Yes. I like that I'm so far behind that you're like cheering for me whenever I get one. So Stefan and Catherine talk about the Moonstone, uh, where she's like, where is it? And he's like, it's not on me. Uh, why don't you uh, like? Why don't we go fetch it together? And she's like, mm, No. Why don't you go get it, and I'll try not to kill anybody in the meantime. And then, too soon, Amy. Too soon. Amy. You shouldn't have come over. She's like, Hey, Stefan. I can't find Matt. And then she looks at Catherine. She goes, Oh my God, Elena. You look so pretty. Love that dress. You look gorge. And then Catherine, as Elena, is like, Thank you, Amy. Oh, and I love your necklace. Here. It's tangled. Let me fix it. And then she goes behind Amy and she looks at Stefan and she goes, boom, paralyzed from the waist down, boom, and dead. And then she just like drops her onto Stefan and she goes, the moonstone, Stefan. TikTok. I love this fucking line. I love this fucking delivery. It is amazing. Catherine should be at all of the events. Nikki, why isn't she at every single event ever? This scene is so iconic and... Yes. I kind of love it. I remember being shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Well, it's so interesting to have a character that will, like, just fucking kill other characters. Yes. It's so good. And I'm here for it. Yes. And Stefan's just left there with Amy Bradley's dead body on him on the dance floor. And he's got to, like, weekend at Bernie's that shit out to get her off. Like, they don't... I love that they don't show the scene after where he has to, like, carry her... Like, pretend that she's still alive and just be like, oh, no, yeah. we're just going over here into the woods. They, like, mention in, like, not quite the next scene, but the scene after that they, like, put her in a trunk. In a trunk? But, like, like, who who Jesus. didn't notice this? <laughs> Isn't the council Christ. probably at this party? Like, fucking... Can I count this as the council Ooh. is clueless? The council is clueless? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, God. But so we get a quick scene of Elena sneaking out. She's like, I'm going to bed. Let me just grab these keys and dip. <laughs> um, meanwhile, uh, Stefan and Damon are talking and Stefan's starting to hesitate. He's like, somebody got hurt. This wasn't supposed to happen. And Damon, I love this line where he's he's just like, don't do this to me. Right. Like, like snap out of it. Like, she needs to die. Like, she has fucked us over for so long we need to finish this out. Because at first he's like, oh, it's collateral damage, whatever, whatever. But then he's like, no, 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 no. Like, we need this to do this. This destroyed us. Yeah. And it ends tonight. Yeah. And then they've got, like, he's like, I got your back. You got my back. Like, let's keep going. Right. But if Bonnie knew, I don't think they'd have her on their side. Yeah. Well, what Bonnie doesn't know right now, <laughs> it's probably for the best. <laughs> So, so speaking of Bonnie, uh, Jeremy's still in the witches are cool train because uh, yeah. he asks her if she can hocus pocus some shit and like ace a test. Hey, they're talking about grades and stuff. Yeah. And also he's like, or I like, get that. Or like, or like a sex spell or something. And like, <laughs> I love that he goes from good grades to like a sex spell, like classic teenager. High schooler. <laughs> High school, obviously. Yeah. Also saying the yes. thing that like we would have said if we were in the show, like, can you just like do magic to do like fun, like sex spell things? <laughs> can you get me an A in math, please? Right? <laughs> no Personal gain, know. yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nikki, what spell, what spell would you learn first? Are my options good grades or sex spell? No. I don't know. I don't know what our criteria is. 
probably like a like a cleaning spell, like something where I can just like I love that like Molly, like Molly Weasley just has like the house cleaning itself. Ugh, what a dream. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) I think I'd learn like a healing acceleration spell. Yours is a lot more altruistic than mine. (laughs) (laughs) No, yours has a lot to do with your current life. (laughs) Fair. Um, but I also love that after Jeremy's like, or like a sex spell or something, he's like, so you want to dance? <laughs> and she's like, no. And then she's like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, so cute. I like it. I think that they have a cute rapport. Uh, it's fun to see these characters together because we haven't really seen them paired together yet. I mean, I wrote in my notes, I was like, how unrealistic that, um... Uh, a best friend of a sibling and that sibling's younger sibling should get together. I mean, you can't, you who can only does write that, that stuff, right? You know? Who does that? Who Nikki? does that? So unrealistic, only for CW Whenever, shows. Never, ever. Anyway, so... <laughs> Audience, the reason why that is funny is because that is Nikki's love story. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, breaking up this little love affair budding what is this moment because i'm sure bonnie's mm. like do i think he's cute what the fuck is happening yeah. <laughs> well and she kind of realized that he she may have like been insulting when she was like no and then she yeah. was like she like looks at him and he's just kind of like oh, like a like a little hurt puppy and she's like i mean no thank you right it's so sweet um, i just love i love her interrupting their little love affair is a text from damon saying now yes <laughs> he's nothing if not succinct so Lucy and Catherine uh, talk about the fact that Bonnie is there. Uh, Lucy's like, you didn't tell me there was another witch here. No one's supposed to know that I'm involved. This changes things. And Catherine's like, well, you wouldn't want to uh, lose my friendship, would you? And that's very subtexty. Um, and uh, Jeremy approaches and he's like, hey, Elena. And Catherine really thinks that he thinks that she's Elena. She has no idea that Jeremy is now involved. And uh, he says to Lucy, sorry, can I talk to my sister for a sec? And then he says, I have a message from Stefan. And she's like, oh. (laughs) And he says, you need to go out by the lake. They brought the moonstone. And she's like, and why are you there, little messenger? And he says, well, because I'm not afraid of you. And she's like, oh, that's so cute. Were they able to sew your uncle's fingers back on? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you Gilbert men. Such Gryffindors. Oof. Yes. John does not get to be a Gryffindor. Can I just say that right yeah, out? Yeah, no, 100%. Flat. Jeremy's a Gryffindor. Yes. John is not a Gryffindor. <laughs> John's like a shitty Ravenclaw. <laughs> fair, fair. He's got Lockhart vibes. Oh, yeah, he does. I'm so good at everything. <sighs> no, you're not. You're a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we get a quick moment of Jeremy walking away. And Elena grabs him and pulls him into the bushes and is like, what the hell is going yeah, on? Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, Jeremy had sent a text to Caroline saying, your turn. Also, speaking of strawberries and attractive women, uh, what I wouldn't be to care- what I wouldn't do to be Caroline Forbes' date tonight. Hot damn. Oh my god, look at her dress. Gorgeous. So beautiful. Gorgeous. Yes, I was thinking that too. Oh, that and that red color on her? Divine. Mwah. Yes, so she sees Matt, Sarah, and Tyler all hanging out, and she has a little moment where she and Matt, like, look at each other, and it's sad. And then that's when she gets the text from Jeremy, and uh, Catherine ambushes Caroline, and she's like, what are Stefan and Damon up to? 
and Carolina's like, I don't know. Like, and uh, she's like doing her little like mousy kind of yeah. thing, which is great that we find out later that she's acting. But what I love about this move, this moment that I didn't pick up when I was a teenager is she'll she's like what's going on and caroline is like i don't know and then Catherine gets like more rough with her and she's like okay okay like uh like bonnie has the moonstone and she's like and where is bonnie and she like is she's like i don't know i'm not gonna tell you and then she gets rough with her again and she's like she's upstairs and then the next scene we see bonnie outside and it's this moment of <gasps> oh even before we like see the final reveal it's caroline's up to something so good so good yes so um i'm going to claim uh caroline's better as a vampire absolutely so back outside bonnie elena and jeremy are talking and they're talking about killing Catherine. and elena's like what do you do why are you doing it here she's like somebody's gonna get hurt and jeremy's like we saw an opportunity and we're taking it and, and also, it's not just you, it affects all of us. Exactly. Really good point from Jeremy there. And it's kind of cool because, like, I think he's also thinking about Bonnie as well because, like, what they were just talking about. Right. He's like, oh, shit. Like, it's it, like it's also her. It's also me. It's, you know, everyone has a bone to pick with this woman. Like, right. she has to be stopped. Right. And Bonnie says, we know what we're doing. Like, you know, Elena's not the authority here. Like, they are in many ways more capable of doing this than elena <laughs> like absolutely she's a liability that she's here it's, it makes a lot of sense that they would leave her out of this right so back upstairs caroline like slinks into this room with Catherine, and Catherine walks in and she's like all right where is she where's the moonstone I did and caroline it. goes i didn't think i'd be able to fool well you but i did it and then, and then there's this hilarious body motion that comes from Nina Dobrev, where she like tries to get out of the room, and it is it almost looks like um like a surfer catching a wave a little bit <laughs> <laughs> to imply that there is that invisible barrier there, and she's stuck in the room. She like is like Stefan, and she turns around and <laughs> Stefan's there with a stake, and she's like, "What do you think? Uh, do you really think that you're gonna kill me with that?" And Stefan's like, "No, I can't. But he can." And Damon comes out from behind her and shoots yeah. her with one of Alaric's steak guns. Yes! And it's exciting! Or as we like to call them, steak machines. It's exciting for <laughs> approximately two seconds until we cut back to outside where Elena starts to scream. Where Elena's shoulder is bleeding, yes. And Bonnie immediately realizes what's going on. She's linked to Catherine. And Catherine has this badass fight with the Salvatore brother. I mean, it's so good. I think it's so hard to shoot really good like action sequences. And this is fantastic. They'll like, I love the moment where she catches the stake that Stefan has thrown at her and like throws it back at him mm-hmm. and it like hits the wall. It's so good. They also do a good job of showing that Catherine is so much stronger than them and that it does take both of them. And even then, it's a matter of luck of who's going to end up on top. Um, yes. But we also, what's I love this scene because like the fight scene is so well done. But we also cut back to Elena where we see her like, arms start to bleed and like she's just screaming in pain and so jeremy runs up and he's like stop everything you're doing is hurting elena and they stop and they look at Catherine, and she goes you two think you're the only one with a witch on your side something tells me that my witch is better than your witch (laughs) 
let's talk Moonstone. And then she also starts hurting herself on purpose. She's like, maybe just a little more pressure. And like, she like rips open her palm. And I love back outside when Stefan like sends Jeremy to go back with Bonnie and check on Elena. And Bonnie's like, I can't stop the spell, but I can try to take some of your pain away. And then Jeremy comes down and Bonnie realizes. It's that girl there's another witch here yes i'm gonna go find her yes and it's so good it's so badass yes and jeremy also tries to give elena his magic healing ring and she refuses to take it she's like what i need to know is that you're safe yeah yeah so back to Catherine, stefan and damon stuck in a room (laughs) (laughs) t-a-l-k-i-n-g She's and like, it's a fun back and forth of prodding yeah. from both Catherine trying to push buttons and yes. Stefan trying to gain information. I love this line, too, where she's like, the brother who loved me too much and the brother that never loved me enough. And Damon goes, and the evil slut vampire who only loved herself. Like, normally I'm not a fan <laughs> of people calling each other names like that, but... um. I'm sorry, but that just killed me. I was like, yes. Oh, I will a thousand percent make an excuse for that line. Yeah, because right. Because Catherine deserves it. <laughs> and he like, he's like, sorry about your pet wolf. And she goes, he's not the only wolf in town. Cut to the Lockwood office. Oh, what um, a good transition. Woo. And Matt goes from being like, haha, I'm drunk to being real mean real fast. And what's awful about this is that he's like, hey, remember when your dad used to slap you around? It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's bad. It's scary to see Matt like this. And Zach Rorick, acting acting props for Zach Rorick, because this is really well done. The switch into Matt being scary and, like, awful yes. is, like you said, it's very well done. Yeah, and they start fighting tyler really right. doesn't want to fight matt i mean he's like you need to calm your drunk ass down yeah and but th- but they're fighting and caroline who is uh, high on her like, achievement along so pleased with herself <laughs> she hears it and she's immediately like uh-oh and she goes in to try to separate them yeah. and she ends up having to knock matt out you can see her realize something's up too like you can see her notice that something's wrong with matt but she can't stop him so she yeah. knocks him out and then she has to be like, oh, no, Matt, like, are oh, you shit. okay? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and while they're both very concerned with how Matt's doing, Sarah goes around, I mean, uh, Beard number two goes around to uh, Tyler's dad's desk and finds a letter opener. And she says to herself, if Matt fails, I can't. Ah, ah, ah. And at ah. the last minute, Caroline says, Tyler, behind you. But it's too late. And she stabs Tyler in the shoulder causing Tyler to push her and her head slams down on the desk and it's horrible. And it, like, we just know immediately ding dong, the beard is dead. Um, so. I, it's interesting to me that the girl that he almost killed once before ends up being the person that he does kill. Yeah, that is actually an interesting writerly point. Um, but I also, what's wild to me in this moment where Tyler starts to freak the fuck out, obviously because he knows the significance of this. But also, I had a moment of, this is the only normal reaction that anybody has had to somebody dying right in front of them. Especially something that they've caused. This is the first time we've ever seen somebody act like a normal fucking human being when somebody that they were friends with dies. (laughs) Um, But we see him, like I said, start to freak out, and Caroline's like, Tyler, like, 
what's wrong? Are you okay? And we see his eyes flash like Mason's did. Looks like uh, someone has triggered a werewolf curse, and I'm going to be taking that on my bingo card. So back to Catherine, Stefan, and Damon in a room. Essentially, uh, it's interesting because like she's trying to kill time. And I'm not sure why she's trying to kill time. Because Elena's going to bleed out. I think. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. And she's like, are you gonna care more about, like, her life and give me the moonstone? Like, when is that gonna happen? We could play charades. I love that so much. Yeah. And then Stefan realizes, and he kind of puts together, like, in 1864, you faked your death. So who was the moonstones? Like, who are you hiding from? What are you running from? And she says, very good, Stefan. Two plus two. And I love that. And she says, uh, did I mention how inconvenient your obsession with me has been, Damon? And he says, for you and me both, honey. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. She reminisces about uh, when Stefan and that wench Lexi were at a Bon Jovi concert. And I'm going to take that on my bingo card because someone mentioned Lexi. Yeah. And she's like, of course I checked in on you. And which is another dig to Damon. She she mouths to Stefan. She goes, I love you. Awful. And then we go back downstairs at the mask. Um, Bonnie is like following Lucy like a shark. She's in hot pursuit. And in a separate room, uh, Lucy turns around and she's like, hi again. And she says, I, I should have known I would have run into a Bennett. And she says, look, I have no interest in fighting you. Just tell your friends to give Catherine the Moonstone and all will be groovy. And Bonnie's like, why are you helping Catherine? Don't you know what she is? It's so it's so cool to see Bonnie, like, owning her power. I love it. And Lucy says, like, look, I don't have a choice. I owe her and I have to pay up. Sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. They touch each other. Lucy reaches out and touches Bonnie and she says, you have the Moonstone. I can sense it on you. And in a really weird line reading where it seems like she's totally evil, she's like, you feel that? You can trust me. Give it to me. Yeah. I think they want us to be unsure about what this is um, because it makes the next moment so interesting. So Damon is pouring himself a bourbon. Neat. And she's like, pour me one of those. He's like, yes, Miss Catherine. (laughs) And like pours her one. Damon just kind of snaps and he shoves her against the wall and is going to stake her and Stefan has to pull him back and be like, do not do this, Elena. Think of Elena. In this moment, Lucy shows up um, and she has the moonstone in her hands. and She says, you know, the barrier's down. You're free to leave. And she says, when I hand you this moonstone, our deal is like, we're good. Like, I owe you nothing. And Catherine's like, fine, give it. And she hands it to her. Almost like a petulant child. And (laughs) instantly, Catherine touches the moonstone and she starts to gasp. Almost like they do with like when they've ingested vervain or been injected with vervain. Totally. And Nina is really great in this. Like just her like noises and like her clavicles are beautiful. And she's like, yeah, (laughs) like, yeah, gasping and like just going straight down to the ground. And as she collapses, Lucy says, She's a Bennett witch, Catherine, but I'm sure you knew that. Yeah. Ooh, gives me chills. It's so good. And then she apologizes to Stefan and Damon. She says, I'm sorry for my involvement. And she just leaves. Yeah, and she says, Elena's fine. She'll recover. Bonnie's with her. It's so good. And it's like this beautiful, it's giving me chills, this moment where like Lucy is with them and not with Catherine. I love Lucy's character. It's yeah. so fun. 
Yeah, she needs to come back. So we go back downstairs where Caroline is talking to Carol and is like, she just fell like she was drinking. And so you're at that place. You're, you're at that first name basis with Karen. Yeah, I want to go. You're I, officially I, there. I'm officially back to Carol, I think. Oh, God. OK, well, she will remain Karen for me. OK. Um, and Carol <laughs> is like, all right, well, like, we'll bring your mom in. Like, she'll want to talk to you and we'll talk about what happened. And yeah, little miss, if anything happens on the property, the family is liable is asking them to explain a terrible, tragic accident. I know. And when she leaves, uh, Caroline is talking to Tyler and he's essentially like, I don't think you understand. And she's like, Tyler, I really do. And he's like, no, you don't. And they're having like a subtext off. And she, yeah. in answer to this goes, she's like, has your wound healed? And he's like, oh shit. And they like share this knowing look where like she understands, yeah. but like he doesn't know why she understands, but he knows that she knows something. And also I do like this, like it's very Caroline to be like taking charge in this crisis and being like, this is what you're doing. This is the story. This is what we're telling people. Like, help being there for Tyler. Yeah. And because he's like, why are you doing this? And she's like, I'm fixing a bad situation. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Nikki, I'm realizing that I have a square on my bingo card that says Stefan reveals he had a vibrant non-cave-like past. Do I get that for the Bon Jovi thing? Or does it not quite count? I don't, I don't think it counts because Stefan didn't reveal okay. it. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so outside the Lockwood Mansion, uh, Bonnie catches up to Lucy, and Lucy's like, "Damn vampires! They pull you into the middle every time." And Bonnie's like, "How did I know I could trust you?" And Lucy says, "Do you ever get that feeling before?" And Bonnie says, "Yeah, around family." And um, I'm gonna take a thing for Bonnie mentions. Wait, is that you or is that me? I have one. So Bonnie referencing a family member we've never met. Yep. Well, I guess she mentions and Grams, then I also, with, with who we've she met. She doesn't mention a family member we've never met. But I am going to take the someone is revealed to be related to someone. Yes. <laughs> because Lucy then explains the long line of cousins and things that makes them kind of related. Yeah, makes them cousins <laughs> or like distant cousins. She Lucy's going to leave. And Bonnie's like, wait, like, like, please don't leave. I don't want to be in the middle either. Yeah. And Lucy has this great moment where she's like, Bonnie, you're a, you're good. Like the middle is exactly where you need to be, and it sucks, but it's really interesting to hear another witch telling Bonnie that this is the place that she should be. Yeah, I I just again I wrote what the fuck I hate this because why can't Lucy stay? I don't understand. I don't know. That to me is so lame. I want more Lucy. But Jeremy comes over and. I like this moment because he sees her upset and he's like, you you good? Like, you okay? Do you want to ride home? And she's like, when did you learn to drive? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not a kid anymore, Bonnie. And she has this quick, like, look up and down. And she's like, yeah, I'll take a ride home. <laughs> and I go, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, you too. Yeah. I'm not totally sold on it. Um... I like it. I'm still a little bit in the in the place of like season two is a time to expand the character arcs more and to give them more, you know, w more of a world. And like last season, I feel like Bonnie's mentorship with Graham's got cut short. They gave her another relative just now and then they just like 
kind of took her away and now they're like but here take jeremy it almost feels like he's a he's a poor consolation prize in my mind of like caring about character development because if we look at caroline she's been treated so well as a side character friend of bonnie or of of, uh, of elena's and it sucks to see Bonnie is kind of like shortchanged in this moment, I think. I'm just really excited to see Bonnie have a love interest because we haven't gotten that yet. And I. Because they immediately. Th- th- there are a bunch of black side characters that get killed. Right. But like, even like, she hasn't had a single like nice. Like, what the fuck was his name? Bartender Ben. Like, anybody that yeah. she's with has been like killed immediately or like they go on one date or he's evil. And like, it's nice to see her being like even just hanging out with jeremy where jeremy is like wow like you can do all of this like appreciating her magic that she has and he's also the only character that has like actually given a shit about bonnie's side of things right so it's nice to see bonnie have anything at all i just don't buy their chemistry right now maybe i'm just biased yeah because this is your love story I am the Jeremy in this scenario. (laughs) You are! So, we cut to Elaine and Stefan at the edge of the pond, and they're talking about, like, Stefan's like, Catherine's gone! Yay! Let's get back together! And he, like, touches her face, and for a minute you think you're gonna get your forehead kiss, but Elaine is like, she pulls back, and he's like, that doesn't change anything for you, does it? And she says, I need to feel safe. Yeah, I need to wake up and know that the people that I care about are okay. Um, and I think it's super valid. Super fucking valid. Yeah. Like, I need to feel safe is super, like, of course you do. Like, of course you do. Yeah, before you hop back into something romancy right. with your vamp friend. But there's this beautiful shot of their silhouettes walking away from each other on the, like, next to that little lake gorgeous Mm. shot yeah it's pretty so then we cut to Catherine in a tomb and she walks through and she does a little surfer wave dance move because she can't get out of the cave and damon's there and she's like damon where am i where you should have been all along long time ago and um as he's going to seal her in she's like wait a minute you you need me. I can help you. And he, she's like, Elena's in danger. Elena's and in like, danger. And he's like, And she can't answer. And he's like, you're lying. You're always lying. And she says, why do you think I haven't killed her? Because she needs to be protected. She's the doppelganger. And Damon says, I will protect her. As he seals her in. And Nina Dobrev has screams. this great moment of like, you need me! And it's beautiful. And it's very Catherine-specific, yes. too, it feels. It's awesome. And Damon leaves. And there's also this moment of, like, Damon doesn't seem, like, happy, you know? But it does feel like some bit of closure. But I do think that this... They still know that Catherine's running from something. And they don't know what that yeah. is. And that's concerning. With this next scene, I will be getting bingo. Um... As somebody t- is attached <laughs> while doing a mundane task, which is Elena on the phone <laughs> or walking, and she's like, "Amazing!" She's just walking through the parking lot. Parking lots are the worst spot. Somebody in a masquerade mask comes up. 
grabs her. So my bingo was someone is compelled, Karen Lockwood throws an event, someone is revealed to be related to someone else, someone's attacked while doing a mundane task, and Alaric is a competent badass. Wow, and you didn't even need to use your free, uh, which was I didn't the use my something free in the spot. episode summary is... No, my free spot my free spot was Jenna has a quippy one line. <laughs> wow, amazing. Applause. Applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's our episode. All right, Nikki, who are you taking and who are you staking? I am taking the whole gang here. I like I want to see them put as much planning that they did into trying to kill Catherine as they would into like a vacation away somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Damon would do a great job of planning, like, all the, like, who's going to be in charge of what. I feel like Caroline would be great on snack duty. Like, I just think that <laughs> the whole gang worked so well together. I love it. Um, I am staking the town of Mystic Falls for still not putting any sort of ravine in any sort of water system. Because <gasps> at first I was like, I want to stake Catherine for compelling Matt. And then I was like, no, I want to stake... People for not trying to keep Matt protected. You know? And, like, the Jenna thing. Like, I'm so sick of these characters that are so close to all of this action, A, not knowing what's going on, and B, not having proper vervain. The Salvatore brothers have enough vervain to be providing it to people. What are we doing here? This feels unrealistic at this point. <laughs> Indeed. Bridget, who are you taking and who are you staking? I'm taking Catherine in that dress. Enough said. Great. Love that. I So what I wrote was that I'm staking the writers for making Bonnie's arc make no sense so far. But now that I'm reconsidering, I think I'm going to do a double stake and stake Karen Lockwood for throwing an event that is supposed to benefit charity. But she, And she's obviously in charge of this event. And she has no idea how the money is going to charity. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Probably some fraud in there. Yeah, absolutely. Bridget. What is our word of the day? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Our word of the day is epitome, which many people sometimes call epitome because they've never heard it said out loud. Epitome means a typical or ideal example. Uh, it's a synonym for embodiment, and it is a noun. All right, Nikki, what's your sentence? I said, Caroline using her acting skills to trick Catherine is the epitome of my love for vampire Caroline. Oh, I love that. What do you got? Bonnie's role in this episode is the epitome of the magical Negro stereotype. Mm -hmm. All right, Nikki, what's your tarot card and for whom? Okay, my tarot card is the Six of Wands for the gang in this episode in general. Uh, the Six of Wands are like victory, success, like all the planning that goes well, all of the different characters working together. And like, <laughs> I also like that it's... You know, setting out what, like, they're trying to achieve, which is to stop Catherine. And while they do not kill Catherine, they do stop her. And I like that even though things don't always, don't fully go according to plan, they still are able to adapt their planning to, like, continue with this, like... I knew I wanted a wand because of how much, like, forward motion there is in this episode and how much action there is. Yeah. But, like, also, like... And how much fire? How much flames? How much flames are thrown? Correct. <laughs> And I just wanted, like, I think that the Six of Wands makes good sense because of, like, I also just like this idea of, like, them coming together to do this. And there's no point when they're, 
you know, Damon has this, like, we need to keep it together, but, like, this joining of energy to stop this foe, and even, like, the joining of Lucy into the party, like, they all, like, mm. needed to work together and trust each other to do their job in order for this plan to work, and it does. Yeah. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's, like, a rare win for the group, so I just want to give it to them. <laughs> I dig that. All right, Bridget, what did you pick? Okay, so I randomly picked the Eight of Discs. Um, and this is perfect because, like, I think I'm going to give this to Alaric because he really honed his vamp skills all alone for so long. And, like, the the repetition of how patient he had to be, like, doing this and, like, how much, like, carefulness he put into designing these, like, steak machines and various air-compressed weapons, how much time it took him to go to Home Depot all those lonely nights without Isabelle, <laughs> and to go and design these things of these creatures he never thought he'd meet. And now he's, like, sort of like a master at it, and he's, like, sharing it with his friends and his patience in creating these weapons and i'm sure he had prototypes i'm sure he like put a lot of work into it over the t over all this time <laughs> um so i am dedicating the eight of discs or pentacles as some decks call it uh to alaric i love it perfect <laughs> i should pick random ones more often because that was I kind like of it. fun. it's an interesting way of being like ooh, who would this be applicable for yeah so to wrap up, uh, Nikki, how many bingos did you get, like, in total? Like, I mean, how many uh, squares did you get? Including my free spot? No. Nah. Twelve. That's a lot. I only got eight. So I got the ones that I already read. I got someone mistaking Catherine for Elena or vice versa. Underage drinking. Catherine throws shade at Elena. <laughs> the council is clueless. Someone drags a witch into vampire business. Someone journals, reads a journal, or mentions a journal. And the show <laughs> fails at tackling societal and sensitive issues, along with the other ones amazing very much the eight that i got was yeah sorry these are just very much this episode and the show in general <laughs> yes i love it all right which ones did you get i i got someone is obviously lying caroline's better as a vampire they talk about homework or grades elena doesn't want jeremy involved someone drinks bourbon neat someone is turned into a vampire or a werewolf curse is triggered uh people dance in an event and someone mentions lexi hell yeah well, this was a fantastic episode. This is one of my very favorite episodes. Me too. Uh, I, I think. love this episode so much. We won't get into it. Next episode, also very good. I we'll know! It. I can't, I, I can't. But that's ah! all for Masquerade. I've been your host, Nikki. I have been your other host, Bridget. And thank you for joining us. Tune in next time to see Catherine Damon and Stefan finally play charades. Tune in next time to see if they finally put a tracking device into Elena for how many times that she gets kidnapped. <laughs> Dear Diary, Catherine's not getting dick. Dear Diary, everything that Elena feels, I feel. Dear Diary, don't do this to me. This woman ruined our lives. She destroyed us. Dear Diary, something tells me that my witch is better than your witch. Dear Diary, thought you would have learned your lesson by now, messing with a Bennett witch. <laughs>